Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. Uh, let me welcome in Hal. We got a special guest for you today. Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to welcome in Alan Hummel today. Alan Hummel's teaching a couple classes at Valuation Expo, and we're going to talk to him about them. Good morning, Alan. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you much. Very good to have you here. Well, you're going to be teaching a couple of classes at Val Expo, and we're pretty excited about that. But um, before we get into that, uh, one of the things I like to do, you know, I know everybody probably knows you already, but for the folks that don't, tell us what your history is with the appraisal industry. How did you get into this mess? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, I'm, I'm celebrating, uh, actually, this year, my 40th year as uh, having signed real estate appraisals. Uh, and I count it as having signed real estate appraisals because I actually started at the uh, dumb end of a tape measure. My father was an appraiser. And so when I was you know, 10, 12 years old, I used to follow him around the uh, uh, houses and, and such. But you know, my career started off in Iowa, uh, where when you appraise, you appraise everything, agricultural, commercial, residential. Uh, but but my uh, career path has taken me more along the residential route. I am a certified general appraiser, but I've always enjoyed the residential aspects. I think it's because... Uh, you know, my attention span is not quite as long as it's necessary you know, <laughs> to do commercial appraisal. So residential has always been an area that I've enjoyed. I hear you. Um, you know, I, I too grew up in the business. I, I started holding the dumb end of the tape for my dad when I was 12, 13 years old. Um, and I, I too am certified general, but I focus primarily on residential. Um, one of the things I love about residential is just the ability to get out of the office, go out and look at what bizarro things people do with their homes. What interesting things people do with their homes. I've gotten so many really good ideas for, for projects just by seeing what other people do. That's absolutely right. And and I think, uh, as you said, with the residential, there are so many options available to appraisers. If you like being out and about, fantastic. There's that opportunity. Uh, in Minnesota, we, we get some cold days. I can stay and do my review appraisals in, in the office those days. You know, today's advent of desktop and hybrid appraisals. If uh, if if you have you're getting older and you don't want to go out and climb those stairs, there's still options yeah. uh, for you uh, to to continue your professional career. Yeah, I love it. Well, Alan, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm going to take a quick moment and give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Since 1978, LIA Administrators and Insurance Services has been offering E&O insurance to valuation professionals. LIA applies superior customer service, exceptional liability education from Peter Christensen, and unparalleled claim defense managed by Claudia Gaglioni. LIA offers errors and omissions, commercial bonds, general liability, cyber liability, and real estate agents and brokers E&O. Visit liability.com or call 800-334-0652. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to The Appraisal Buzz. Today, I've got Alan Hummel with me. Um, Alan is going to be teaching some classes at Val Expo coming up here in August. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. Alan, you know, one of the biggest problems I hear from my appraiser friends and one of the biggest problems I deal with as an appraiser is when you get that dreaded reconsideration of value. Um, tell us about this course, why you built it and what it covers. Absolutely. And you know, reconsideration of value, it, it really covers a wide landscape. Some people call them a denim request. Some people call them just questions. Uh, but what the one one thing they have in common is they come at the worst times 
and you know there, there, there are times that we're now working on an appraisal uh, response where we thought we were done with the appraisal. So one of the things that we do within this particular seminar is talk about how do we mitigate? How do we how do we keep from getting these types of questions in the first place? So we'll we'll talk about different strategies uh, when we're writing our reports, when we're communicating with our clients, uh, everything, even when we're looking at engagement letters as to how this is going to handle should it be uh, come up. Yeah, uh, we do know that they're going to come. So the other piece that we talk about is why do we have clients asking these questions? How? they go about asking sometimes a phone call sometimes an email uh and and we want to talk about how can we communicate with the client during that process to make certain that we stay uh you know we got to stay regulatory compliant because when we're responding to an rov it's part of the appraisal and so we want to make certain that we keep ourselves safe in, in our responses also and you mentioned earlier you know if if it's too cold outside and you don't want to go do uh, inspections those kind of things you can stay in and work on some of your review work, mm -hmm. you know, review work. I think a lot of appraisers have maybe the wrong take on review appraisal review. It is there to make us better as appraisers. So when I get a reconsideration of value request, um, you know, oftentimes it comes in the middle of the day when I'm crazy busy, I've got seven properties to look at. I'm just like, like not now, please. But nine times out of 10, when I get that ROV, it causes me to stop and think about how I describe things, how I explain things, um, and seen in the proper light that makes me better as an appraiser. And it's not a bad thing. That's absolutely right, Hal. You know, we, we, we don't necessarily have to take a question from a client as an indictment on our work. Uh, but we can use that, that those questions to make our work better go, moving forward. Not all of our clients are appraisers. And many times we write our appraisers if we're, their appraisals as if we're talking to other appraisers. And we know, you know, we'll talk a little bit about USPAP intended users and borrowers and, and you know, but the fact of the matter is borrowers and real estate agents are going to read our appraisals. And at times they're going to have questions about them. So to your point, Hal, you know, many times as I'm looking at the ROVs, just as you indicated, I use that as when I write my next appraisal, what can I do differently to make certain this does not happen again? If you can preempt the ROV with really clear and concise explanation up front, everybody wins. That, that's exactly right. And, and when we talk about that clear explanation, it's not just, you know, it's at the time you write the appraisal, but even writing that ROV, it's very easy to be snarky. You know, well, of course I use the best comps. Why are you sending me these cells? I've already told you these are the best ones. Uh, but being able to professionally write that response in a manner that gets your point across, answers the question. And there are times, quite frankly, where maybe I actually, looking at the information they presented, say, you know, that makes sense. And I want to change my opinion. And that's the thing that we'll talk about is, is it okay for an appraiser to change your opinion you know, during a reconsideration of value? Uh, and, and if so, how do you do that? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, as an appraiser, I don't have an ego in the value conclusion, right? It's like, if somebody brings me new information that I, that was not available to me or that I didn't consider thoroughly enough or whatever, mm -hmm. that's helpful to me. Now you, you use the word snarky earlier, 
there are times when I, as an appraiser, am busy and the questions are just honestly kind of stupid and I want to be snarky. My, the, my first draft response is often R-T-O-F-R. <laughs> That's right. That, That's Read exactly the original it. report. Um, but at the end of the day, taking the time to take a breath and be professional in your response, I think is the appropriate way to do it. And it's the better way to do it. This course is a, a three-hour CE course. It's $109, uh, and this is going to be offered uh, pre-conference at Valuation Expo. Is that right? That is absolutely right. And it's, it's one of those live classes. Uh, and, and that's the one thing I love about the, uh, the appraisal conferences is that it is, you know, the education occurs during that three hours. It also occurs in the hallways and the yeah. discussion that we have in class. I love it. I love it. Well, let's take another minute and give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and then we'll be back in... The Appraisal Institute recently launched its Instagram page, AI's latest presence on social media joining Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and the Face Value podcast. Visit and follow AI's Instagram page for another way to access valuation news and association updates. www.instagram.com slash appraisal institute. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to Appraisal Buzz. We've got Alan Hummel here with us. Alan is going to be um, offering some pre-conference CE at uh, Valuation Expo this year. Uh, if you need some additional continuing education above and beyond the 14 hours that you get by coming to the conference, great chance to do that. Alan, you've got another course you're going to be presenting um, market disturbances, market analysis, and atypical markets and cycles. I think it's fair to say for the past three years, we've been in various states of atypical markets. Talk to me about that course. Absolutely. It's one of those classes where I, you know, I started writing it after I worked with some folks during uh, Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, it was an event that the uh, hurricane has now occurred, but we're being asked to appraise properties immediately thereafter. And how, you know, what kind of market data do you have uh, for that type of experience? And then we roll that into after forest fires, you know, after flooding, uh, after after uh, major events like uh, uh, the you know 9/11 uh, event, pandemics, and so we get to a situation where we're not in our normal cycles. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is using history to talk about what might happen in the future. And that's uh, what we're going to do in this particular class: is look at these different types of atypical cycles, and then as an appraiser. What data can we use? Sometimes it's local. Sometimes we have to go outside of our, our media area to say, this has been experienced somewhere else. What happened in the marketplace there? And then bring that back to our, our immediate market. I love it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Alan, thank you so much for being here today. Um, you know, we're excited to have McKissick Learning uh, presenting courses at Val Expo. Uh, looking forward to you being there. Uh, let's see if Jim Morrison is still around. Hey, Jim, um, do we by chance have an anonymous appraiser question that, that Alan could help us answer? We do. We have a great question for Alan. Before we move off of those classes, those classes are limited so that we only have room for 50 in each of them. So if people want to register, go ahead and book those now. Uh, when you register at Valuation Expo, just add these classes, these pre-conference classes for you. All right, That's so our anonymous point. appraiser question will be a lot like the market disturbances. It says, I'm doing an estate appraisal of a vacation house in a vacation market retrospective to six months ago. I have a great comp similar in so many ways. It closed 40 days after the date of death. 
can I use it? I'm getting conflicting advice. So what do you guys say? That great question is something that I see people up against uh, on a regular basis, be it assessment, state appraisal and such. And I'm going to tell you that it becomes an assignment condition because there are some uh, regulations in the state appraisal and ad valorem that will put parameters on the, the, when the sales can be used after an effective date. From an absolute appraisal techniques, it is okay for an appraiser to consider a sale that occurred after the effective date because we make market condition adjustments every day taking a sale that uh, occurred you know three months ago and moving it forward we can use those same techniques taking a sale that sold three months after the effective date and bringing it back now there are certain things as i said that you have to make certain uh, that the, your client the assignment allows you to use that type of technique yeah and what i would say to that is you know if you're dealing with an estate, there's a very real chance that you may have some jurisdictional exceptions to consider. If a court or a probate court or a judge says you cannot consider sales after the date of death, then you can't use that sale. And that means if date of death is today and you've got the absolute perfect comp on tomorrow, uh, but the, the judge or the court says you can't consider anything after the date of death, then that is not a sale you can use. Um, so it, it really depends on the situation. But I think, you know, here's the thing. Alan and I are both lifelong appraisers. We are vultures for information. We want data to work with. If we've got good data, we can draw good conclusions. And if a good data point is a day, a week, six weeks out um, that is viable and good to use. And we would like to consider that. That's correct. Jim, I hope that answers the question for him. Yeah. And if anybody else has any other anonymous appraiser questions, send them in comments at appraisalbuzz.com. We'll ask our experts. Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be with you. Look forward to seeing everybody in Vegas. For Jim Morrison and Alan Hummel, I'm Hal Humphreys. And that is your appraisal buzz for this week.